1: I don't think they're ready for this. This is different. A LA Ram podcast? Not based in California, but based in Florida? Come on, now. You know I had to do it. Ram Nation. Stand up. It's Ramley Talk from the Playmakers Bar podcast. Hosted by Darnell the Playmakers Silence. Let's talk Rams football. Nation, what's going on? It's your boy, Darnell, the Playmakers. I am Jacksonville, Florida. It's starting to get a little bit of cold down here, so I'm guessing fall's getting ready to go to the end. As we are midway through November, December will be here shortly, and before you know it, it'll be winter. But this is Ramley Talk, yeah, Playmakers Blog Podcast, and you know how we do it here. We're gonna recap what happened on the previous Week, which was Week Ten. Against our division rival the Seattle Seahawks, and we're gonna look forward to week eleven and our final East Coast trip. As the Rams are we playing on Monday night football for the second time this season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Should be a good game. But first and foremost, we gotta recap. Took place over at SoFi Stadium Sunday. This past Sunday on Week Ten against those Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> now, the Rams defeated the Seattle Seahawks twenty-three to sixteen. Held Russell Wilson to under three hundred yards passing, no touchdowns, two pits and sacked him six times. Good job, defense. By the way, Darius Williams, both interceptions, great plays on his part. Picking off Russell Wilson twice. Uh, DK Metcalf only had two catches for 28 yards. Good job on, by Jalen Ramsey in that Rams secondary. Ty Lockett had five catches for 66 yards. Yeah, Russell Wilson was set six times. He also he also fumbled. That was recovered by Lynn Floyd. Speaking of Leonard Floyd, Leonard Ford not only had a fun record, but he had three of those six sacks. He had half of the sacks. Broncos had a sack and Terrell Lewis. The rookie from Alabama had two sets. Now that he's playing, he's coming along very well. There's Williams is playing well, to where Lewis is playing well. We got some rookies that can play some ball here, ladies and gentlemen, up on here with the LA Rams. I like what I'm saying from the Divas. You didn't even really hear Aaron Donner name. That's, that's, that makes it even more scary. You really heard Aaron Donner name against the Seahawks. But Wilson Wilson was still sat six times, threw two picks, and fumbled the ball. What can I say, man? Defense is forming up pretty good. Brandon Stanley's doing some good things with this defense. We got some nice rookie talents. We got to know about Aaron Don We know about Jalen Ramsey. We know about JJ, John Johnson. The rest of the crew coming in. Michael Kaiser, you know, a little worried about my linebackers because Michael Kaiser didn't play that good. He was in trouble in some cases at the beginning of the game, but they they wrapped that all around and, you know, kept, they kept the Seahawks to only 16 points. 16 points. So 23 points was enough to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Go figure. Now let's get to the offensive side because that's what some of the problems are going to lie at. Jared Goff did fumble the ball. He threw for 302 yards. Brown rushed for two touchdowns. Henderson works for a touchdown. Problem is, Jared goes through for over 300 yards, but he didn't throw one passing touchdown. We only scored 23 points. We still lack like the killer instinct of putting a team away when you need to put a team away. That's not going to cut it. When you have a team down, you have to put them away. Remember, I said this at the Chicago Bears game because Chicago was down 14, and Jared Goff, no, Robert Woods turned the ball over. They scored on defense, and all of a sudden they fell back in the game. When you have a team now, you gotta put them away. You have to put them away. That's what's lacking here. You can't throw for three hundred yards and not throw at least one touchdown. Come on, Jared Goff, finish the drives, finish with touchdowns. The three-headed monster attacking in the backfield. It's working, but if you're a fantasy player like I am. You kinda you hate it because when you see Darryl Henson get that first touchdown you you like okay this might be his game. Nah. They use Michael Brown and Clan Makers a little bit more against the Seahawks. So it is what it is. Nonetheless, 6-3. 6-3 with the Seattle Seahawks, 6-3 with the Arizona Cardinals. by the way. I gotta give them a shout out, cuz that damn DeAndre Hawkins, but when it looked like they was gonna be 5-4. That goddamn Calamari and DeAndre Hawkins Pulled one out But that touchdown To go 6-3 So it's a three-way tie For the NFC West title All three teams are 6-3 and three. Long for the San They are 4-6 and six now But hey It is what it is We still got two meetings With the Cardinals coming up Still got another meeting with the Seahawks Still got another meeting with the 49ers So you know as the season winds down The NFC West will decide itself and hopefully we will be the ones coming out on top with Tories and winning that division but it is what it is and we're going to move on because our final East Coast trip is week 11 Monday Night Football Tampa, Florida taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if my memory serves me correctly we have never beaten Tom Brady this means we've never beaten the New England Patriots and that damn Bill Belichick Which we'll have our shot when we play them down the road I believe it's week 14 or 15 on Thursday night When Bill Belichick and Cam Newton come down to SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams But first one up is that damn Tom Brady We need to beat Tom Brady I'm 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 speaking for every L.A. Ram fan Not every L.A. Ram Every Ram fan from St. Louis to L.A. We are sick and tired of losing to that damn Tom Brady. Tom Brady has beaten us every time we have went against each other. They even gave us a beat down over in London one year. We went over to London, we had our ass whooped. Grunk was there, Gronk was spiking, Gronk spiking the ball all, all over us. We're tired of Tom Brady. We're tired of Grump. When, when Bill Belichick comes over, we'll be tied of him, too. So. But we need to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have weapons. Ronald Jones is running the ball. You still got Leonard Fournette over there. Antonio Brown, he might be suspended. He may not. We're talking about another incident that happened before he got reinstated. But we're going to let the league handle that one. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Grunk, as I mentioned. Cameron Brayton, another tight end. They got weapons on the defensive side. You know, Devin White is a good linebacker. Levante Davis is another good one. And Donovan Sue is still over there. JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul is over there. You got—they got some boys on the defensive side as well. And This is gonna be a fight. This is gonna be a fight of wills. You talking about? On one side, the LA Rams are the second best defense in the National Football League. Going against the third best offense in nation, the National Football League, something's got to give on that one. And then you got the tenth, the tenth best offense in the league in the Los Angeles Rams, thirteenth passing, eighth in rushing, against the seventh best defense in the league. Something's got to give there. So it's gonna be interesting. Tampa Bay's the third passing offense on the seventeenth in rushing. Something got to give. It's the Rams 10th offense versus the Bucks seventh defense. It's the Bucks third offense versus the Rams second defense. So Something's gotta give on both sides. Hopefully Sean Maeve and Brandon Stokely they have put the game together. They got the game plan going into Monday night heading over to the East Coast for one final time. It's our fourth and final trip to the East Coast, believe. At Buffalo, at Philly, at Miami. Yep. No, at Washington. Mine. that's our fifth East Coast trip. It's all good. Five East Coast trip. We are two and two so far. Took care of Philly. Took care of Washington. Lost at Buffalo. We lost at Miami. This is the fifth East Coast trip. Can we, we need to end this with a win? Because as of right now, it's a playoff standing set, as I'm looking at it right now. We are currently the sixth seed right now. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the fifth seed. They just above us. So this Can go a long way Because As of right now If the playoffs to in right now We will end up playing The Arizona Cardinals And the Bucs will end up Going to Philly Which is like The most ridiculous thing ever Like The winner of the NLC East is going to, Will be hosting a playoff game Like Why? They don't deserve it This is terrible That whole division is terrible The division lead is at three wins, and we ain't going. We going to week eleven, and the division lead in the East is three wins. San Fran can be in that division they'll be winning because they four and six right now. You can play any one of us, us the the Cardinals or the Seahawks, and that division is already over. But yeah it's the NFL and that's what they got it. So this is another test for the LA Rams. Going against Tom Brady and that high power offense, we got a high power defense. Our offense is good, too. Their defense is good as well. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. We got to do what we need to do. Handle business. Let's get to 7-3. and three. Drop them to 7-4 and four before they go on their bye week. So I'm looking forward to this Monday night football. I love it. Alex Fleming, my boy's coming for you. Nick. Nick Russell. My boys are coming for you. Y'all better be ready. We coming. to bring that pain. With that being said, hello, go ahead, do what you do best, my friend. Give us the Rams Fantasy Talk for this Monday night Clash of Titans.
2: Welcome to week 11 of Rams Fantasy Talk. I'm your host, Tyler Roginski. As always, this will be a quick one. The Rams will have their work cut out for them on Monday Night Football as they face arguably the league's best defense. The Bucs' run defense is second DVOA and first in yards allowed per carry, and their pass defense is first DVOA, ninth allowed yards per pass. So according to DVOA, their second in run defense and first in pass defense, it's going to be a tough night for the Rams to get the ball moving. Daryl Henderson last week seemed to be nursing his quad injury, and his utilization certainly dropped. We saw as high as 70% earlier on in the year, and last week it was down to 25%. To make matters worse, Cam Akers saw the first carries of the game, and then Malcolm Brown, as always, retained the passing down work. We need to avoid this situation for now. Not only is it a three-headed monster that is now more cloudy than it was before, it is a terrible matchup. All three are firmly on the bench, but again, all three are on the bench and not on waivers. Great to see my call of Josh Reynolds last week come to fruition, but that does lead to some concern with Cooper Cup. Cup had his lowest snap total of 2020 in Week 10, as the Rams only had three wide receiver sets on 54% of the snaps. In 2019, the Rams' three wide receiver sets were also lowest against Seattle, so this is something that we can expect. They also ran the lowest amount of three wide receiver sets against San Francisco and Arizona in 2019. So in 2019, to recap that, they ran the lowest amount of three wide receiver sets against Seattle, against Arizona, and against San Francisco. And the scary part about that is, is three of their remaining six games are against Arizona, Seattle, and San Francisco so, this is definitely something to monitor in terms of Cup's snaps. However, Cup came into this one after being a little banged up. It seemed to have a wrist injury a few times during the game. It looked like he was shaking his hand, favoring it slightly. Perhaps that led to the decrease in snaps at only about 54%. Reynolds was the clear number two wide receiver last week. I'm not panicking on Cup. I'm still saying you're starting Woods, you're starting Cup this week, but it is something we need to watch. Reynolds absolutely deserves a bench spot, but he is on the bench this week. I'm still rolling Woods and Cup as the number one and number two and blaming it on the wrist injury opposed to game plan. But again, we need to watch it. Tampa Bay hasn't allowed a single tight end one performance on the year, making the decision to bench both Everett and Higby easy. I have no interest in either one of them this week. It's tough as it is because they're splitting time, they're splitting reps, they're splitting targets. It's hard even in good matchups but in a matchup like this, they're both safely on the bench, nowhere near streaming capabilities. As I've said, the matchup is hard. Golf is also an easy bench this week, outside of my top 16. The Rams defense special teams is an okay streaming option, however, I'm not excited about it. This one was quite literally a quick one, but it is pretty straightforward when the Rams are facing the league's best defense. You're starting Woods, you're starting Cup, and the rest are on the bench, I suppose. In a pinch, starting Henderson would not be the worst thing in the world because he's still getting those goal line touches. But I would still look elsewhere. That's going to do it for Rams Fantasy Talk Week 11. Find me on Twitter at FFTylerO. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.
1: Thank you for that, Tyler O. Catch Tyler O on Fire on High podcast. Catch him on Fire on High. Give you the rest of the uh, Week 11 fantasy tips. What you need to do as the playoff push is coming closer and closer to an end. I'm already done in one league. I got three other leagues to go, so I'm looking good in three of them. I'm pretty much done in one of them. It's all good. I'll be back next year. Other than that, Monday Night Football. Los Angeles Rams. That's some Bay Buccaneers. Let's get it. Rams up. Horns up. Let's go L.A. Rams. I'll catch y'all next week.